0: My name is Charles Ludum, and I am the assistant to Dr. Franz Zagorski, head of Excelsior Labs here in somewhere Siberia. My job is to transcribe the experiments as they progress and to track our subject's progress throughout the course of treatment, with the ultimate goal of documenting the development of super-abled soldiers' mass destruction. Before you continue listening to my records, please note the transcription is accurate in every gruesome detail and should only be accessed when absolutely necessary. The journey will not be for the faint of heart. Today marks day one of the experiment, and with over a dozen participants, we should be able to see results in the next few weeks. At 9.06 am, our cohort was escorted through the complex and into the facility by way of sedative. They were scrubbed clean and sterilized before being separated into individual padded rooms. A second round of injections was administered before their heads were shaved and prepped for surgery. As Dr. Zagorski has explained it to me, the implants are the first step in expanding human abilities. The implants serve to elevate the participants' natural abilities to their maximum capacity. Their bodies will begin to develop dense muscle, Their senses will be heightened enough to hear the blood rush through a person's veins, and their reflexes will be instantaneous. While not the stuff of comic books, studying the limits of the human body will allow us to figure out a way to supersede them. The minimally invasive procedure was completed on all test subjects by 2.48pm, and the first of them began to wake up at 3.11pm. They had a strangely eclectic reaction to waking up in padded cells. Patient 13 was very startled and had what appeared to be a panic attack. Patients 2, 4, and 16 required immediate sedation as they tried to pull their ears off. Patients 9, 14, and 7 woke up screaming loud enough to be heard through the several layers of soundproofing, eventually causing their vocal cords to rupture. Small blessings, I suppose. The others suffered some variation of nausea, mania, and apparent shock. Miraculously, they all survived the procedure, but some of them may no longer be viable subjects, which is why we must continue to monitor how they acclimate to the experience of their new reality over the next few days. Perhaps a gradual increase in awakened potential over the course of multiple operations will be a more pleasant user experience. The last few days have been dreadful. I was told that these experiments would cause minimal harm to the participants, but that has proven to be false. The agony in their contorted faces has been visceral, with spit flying from their twisted mouths as they beg for it to end. I can still hear their tendons snapping into place as their new bodies began to take shape. We're supposed to be testing the limits of the human body. We as researchers are at risk of losing our sanity. I've been meaning to talk to the doctor about developing a numbing agent, but our team was chosen for our lack of empathy and I'm afraid it will be taken as a sign of weakness. I just don't know how much more of this I can take. I've lost my lunch more times than I've bought it this week. Day 9 has brought some relief. The participants have been sleeping for prolonged periods of time. They're a sight to behold, each and every one of them have become steel blocks of shredded muscle. This change in physique would only naturally occur after a long period of intense workouts and strict diet. However, we have achieved it in only a little over a week. We should be able to begin further tests soon. The Winslows, Derek and Kathleen, have reported strong, even vitals from all participants. They seem intent on preserving even a piece of humanity in this experiment and have shown deeper affection for the participants than I had presumed was allowed. Things like small gifts and rewards that are non-congruent with policy guidelines. I can't blame them, though. I'd do the same if interacting with the participants was a part of my job description. However, I observe and record nothing more and nothing less. None of this is easy. Here's hoping for smoother sailing ahead. Day 12 has brought new challenges. The participants have demonstrated universal anger at the treatment team. We have begun working on alternate sedatives and modes of restraint as our physical safety has been in jeopardy numerous times. During noon feedings today, Jessica Deloy, the head of participant engagement, lost a finger as she tried to wrangle food into participant six. We will be alternating to feeding tubes for the foreseeable future with those deemed non-compliant. The first of the tests are set to begin the day after tomorrow. Day 14 has made the horrors of the past two weeks worthwhile. Each and every one of the participants were successfully able to complete the tasks. They managed to be conscious underwater for sixteen minutes. They nimbly crossed the beam only a quarter of an inch wide with ease. They could read an eye chart six football fields away with only the light of the moon and were able to run a mile in under three minutes. Since they operate at peak adrenal capacity at all times, participants were also able to lift vehicles with ease and reported equal parts marked confusion and excitement over their newfound abilities. Dr. Zagorski is pleased with the progress thus far, however, a concerning glint in his eyes. Day 15. My suspicions were correct. After the successful completion of the field tests, Dr. Zagorskis concluded it is time for us to begin testing extraordinary measures on the subjects. I tried to convince him to stop here, but he wouldn't hear of it. To me, this was already a medical innovation, one of great personal expense, but miraculous nonetheless. He then berated me for my insubordination and lack of vision. The goal is to make soldiers who are single-handedly capable of mass destruction, without the use of weapons or supplies. I wasn't sure how this was possible, but by using the human genome as a base structure, we can mutate it through a series of radioactive elements into something never seen before. The doctor doesn't seem to have a plan beyond trial and error. However, I'm starting to worry more about trial and conviction.